Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? Lauren McClain here with Cleon Wall, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what we got on the show today. Three Cougars were picked up in the NFL draft last weekend. We'll discuss what we like and dislike about where they ended up. Plus, BYU basketball's newest big man, Ali Khalifa, joins us to talk about what sold him on BYU, what he'll immediately bring to the team, and which food he misses most from his native country of Egypt. But first, the transfer portal gives and the transfer portal takes. BYU football and men's basketball are buzzing right now with all the transfer portal madness. How do we feel about it all now that the dust has settled? For now, anyway. Cleon, if you could transfer your fandom to another school, which would it be? That's a tough one, Lauren. Um, You know, I'd want to transfer my fandom to a school considered an underdog, uh, a a gritty program that that fights hard and overcomes the odds. So you would like to win. That's fine. No, 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 no. I, I just, I want to, I want to be a part of a school where there, it, I, I like the underdog story, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I, I like, I like being the underdog and I know BYU hasn't always been the underdog, but there are times when they are the underdog too. So I, I actually thought of a few teams that I would say if, if I had to pick someone from the Mount West, I'd say Boise state. And I know they're not the underdog in, in the Mount West conference, but you know, still I like them. Um, uh, Big 12, I'd probably go like a Texas Tech or a Kansas State. And I'll, I'll cheat because uh, I've spent the last three days. It, it, the, my, Me and a crew have been here in Lubbock, Texas. That's where I am right now. And we've been uh, here on the Texas Tech campus. And I've been just very impressed with what they have here. And they're kind of the underdog school. I mean, when you think of Texas football schools, what do you think of, Lauren? Uh, Texas. <laughs> and? Probably uh, next would be like Texas A&M, right? Uh-huh, Texas A&M and then TCU since they were just in the, the national championship. But yeah, Texas Tech is definitely lower on the list for sure. Yeah, they have a proud they have a proud football tradition. So I, I like that. I like Kansas State too. Again, these are these are schools in these states that are either unheralded or they're the only thing in the state. And so people just really support them. So uh, I'd probably go for one of those teams. If, if I was going to say the Pac-12 <laughs> this is going to sound weird. I'd probably say something like Oregon State or Washington State. So, yeah, you're right. Wow. I guess I don't like to you win. Do, you do like uh, to lose. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Um, okay. if, if, I, if I had to pick someone in the SEC, I wouldn't pick anyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if I had to pick someone in the Big Ten, I would probably go with Wisconsin. I really like Wisconsin's program. I think they. It, it's fun because they're not your Michigan. They're not your Ohio States, but they're that team that, just works their tail off and they, they end up with good teams. So mm-hmm. an ACC, I don't know who I pick in the ACC, um, but yeah, that, that maybe like an NC state or a North Carolina, I don't know. North Carolina is kind of a big school. So maybe I'd go with NC state. Listen, you put a lot more thought into this than I did. Uh, I picked one team. I went with Tennessee. Listen, my, my loyalties lie with BYU. Let's just throw that out there. There truly is not another school. I will ever love more than BYU. However, I would pick Tennessee, and I know they're part of the SEC. Sorry, Cleon, but uh, my husband's family is from the Knoxville area. They're huge Tennessee fans. I love country music. I love the state of Tennessee. I love the tradition surrounding Tennessee. They always have great teams, and I, I feel like their football team. Wait, wait, wait. Always have great teams? Well, let's, listen, I was just going to say, and I mean all of their sports, they usually have great teams with football historically, 
But this last year, they actually were uh, coming back to their former selves. And uh, Peyton Manning would be proud. So, yes, Tennessee is what I would pick if I was not a BYU fan. All right. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned this a little bit. Before we get into all the transfer portal biz, tell the folks about the current trip you're on right now. So we're in Lubbock right now. We're going to be in Stillwater soon, Stillwater, Oklahoma. What we're doing uh, for BYU Broadcasting, both on TV and in radio, is we're putting together stories about the different teams that BYU football is going to be playing this year. Some of them have to do with athletics. Some of them are just uh, features on the school, and some of them are just features of people in and around the school and how um, the campus community helps them. And so we're going out to different places on the road, and we've started out with Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. We'll be there. And then we're just going to continue on in not just the Big 12, but other teams that uh, BYU will play in football this year. So we're going to go to Arkansas. Uh, we're, uh, we're going to hopefully go to Sam Houston, uh, down wow. in Huntsville, Texas. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to go to all these different places and we're going to do uh, feature stories on, on these places, uh, on people, I should say in these places and kind of what makes these schools special. Uh, so it, it'll be fun. It, you'll get to hear and see all of these, uh, coming up in the fall, basically the week before or the day of the game, that's when you'll probably get to hear or see these features. And I'm part of that crew that gets to do that. So I'm going to be putting together uh, podcasts to to get that word out there. And we've got some fantastic stories. All right. Well, let's recap all that's happened recently for BYU football and men's basketball on the transfer portal. Because I am dizzy, Cleon. It makes me dizzy. 6'11 center Ali Khalifa uh, transfer from UC Charlotte commits to BOE men's hoops. Then Utah State transfer linebacker A.G. Von Pachan, love that name, commits to BYU. Oklahoma State O-line transfer Caleb Etienne commits to BYU. Then come Sunday, Cleon, Cody Epps announces he's entering the portal, portal and we're all devastated. I mean, it was a madhouse uh, on Twitter. <laughs> then uh, Dawson Baker, a uh, recent RM, uh, uh, from UC Irvine commits to BYU. Then Quez Glover commits to BYU. This is all within the last couple of days. He's a transfer from Samford. Uh, he turned down Florida, Ole Miss, LSU, and Notre Dame to come to Provo. Super cool. And then, alas, today, Cody Epps announced he's staying at BYU after all. And once again, Twitter exploded. Woo! Cleon, what do you think <laughs> of all this drama that's surrounding the transfer portal and BYU? You know, the portal helps and hurts teams. It also helps and can hurt players too. But the portal drama really plays into the media. And I'm going to say the fans hunger to follow their team. I know, wild idea that we would want to feed the fans even more information or <laughs> give them more information that they may want. You know, we, we can't help but talk about or debate about this stuff long after the season is over with and way before the season begins. There's so much speculation out there just like you talked about with Cody Epps, all the media could talk about and fans too, is why would this guy leave after having a breakout season for BYU? And he's given his reasons, but the speculation that went on from there for a few days was amazing. And then, you know, the, the warm embrace, I think it's a warm embrace that he's coming back. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, that I, I think fans also enjoy that too. You know, it just keeps interest in the program and you could say the same thing, uh, about Lauren Gustin, because she did the same thing. She said, I'm going to explore what's out there. And then she decided to come back. But uh, all of a sudden it was like, hey, wait, what's going on? And it just kept continued interest in the program. What do you think, Lauren? It makes me wonder 
if when some of these guys like Cody Epps enter the transfer portal, if more money comes pouring into BYU, because, and I'm not even saying that's why Cody Epps, and that's what's interesting. I think a lot of people owe Cody Epps an apology, probably a lot of fans, because I saw some really interesting things on Twitter and speculation of, of why he was leaving and entering the portal, and it might not be about NIL deals. But um, I think that's also one of the things that happens with this is um, some of these big donors are like, we want this guy to stay or whoever it may be. And they're pouring some more money in. So it's, man, it's it's interesting. I agree with you. I think it can help and hurt teams. It's really hard when it's a guy on your team, a guy or girl on your team that uh, is wanting to leave. But look at everything that, uh, especially BOU basketball at this point, has received from the transfer portal. If they didn't have the transfer portal, where would they be entering the Big 12? So, yeah, I, I think it's a good and a bad thing. And, and I think that leads into my next point, which is the portal drama gives your fan base some hope and also leaves you wondering what's going to happen next. I mean, what would we think about the BYU men's basketball team if we didn't have the portal? We would think they're doomed, right, after we watched them last year, and they're now going into the Big 12, which if it's not the best conference in the country in basketball, it's like 1A. But now we, meaning the fans and media, we can fantasize about what Ali Khalifa can do as a center and, and dream that maybe he's – a guy like a Nikola Jokic or, you know, you wonder, Hey, is Quez Glover going to be the playmaker who can break down big 12 defenses uh, for, for BYU. And, and, and then you've got, like you mentioned, Dawson Baker, can he be a shot maker? See what I did there? Dawson Baker, Good. shot maker. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we're, we're, can he be the shot maker that makes three point three pointers because BYU really struggled with that last season. Um uh, you know, I haven't even gotten to Keaton Slovis or Aiden Robbins or Eddie Heckard, which are also giving fans hope and providing the media with content to see if they'll be good enough to survive in the Big 12. I, I think it just provides fans hope. And it, it also, I'll, I'll go on to my ne- another point that I haven't, the, the portal drama can also tell you where your team is. For example, BYU women's basketball. You know, if, when Lauren Gustin said, I'm entering my name in the portal and everyone's like, wait, Lauren Gustin's leaving? You know, as a fan, you've got to be nervous about the near future of the program. You, They have a lot of good recruits and a lot of good young players, but if they had lost her, it would have been detrimental to the team next season. And uh, it's already a pretty young team. It could get a lot younger if other girls decide, hey, I'm out of here too. So it it, it can kind of tell you where your team is, but it also provides uh, – that portal drama also provides hope of, uh, to your fan base and maybe even to – team in the media that cover them what do you think I, I i don't love the idea that it tells you where your team is whether it be true or not because <laughs> i don't know because BYU basketball was losing a lot of people to the portal uh football is losing a lot of guys to the portal so it makes you if, if you take that point of view you're like well what's wrong with the program right and and i don't necessarily think that is exactly what it means and and it and it's good for the players because maybe they just feel comfortable somewhere else or they're looking for something different. I do like that for players, that they're not stuck uh, in one place when they think there could maybe be uh, something better out there. Well, BYU football gave us plenty to talk about last week as Blake Freeland, Puka Nakua, and Jaron Hall were all picked in the NFL draft. Jaron was picked in the fifth round of the Vikings, Puka the fifth round of the Rams, and Blake Freeland fourth round to the Colts. Cleon, what do you like or dislike about where these guys ended up? Well, I think the guy who probably will get playing time, I think first, I, I, I still think it's going to probably be Blake Freeland. Yeah. Um, 
offensive linemen are always a need. I'd probably just say the second guy who I like this situation is going to be Puka Nakua. And it's not just because uh, my favorite team is the Los Angeles Rams. It's going to be because if I look at the Rams roster, they really don't have a lot of guys around there, wide receivers, that uh, are standouts really other than Cooper Cup. And you might say Van Jefferson. Those are probably your two biggest standout receivers on the team. And then Tutu Atwell, who was drafted a few years ago, but he's more of a fast guy. He's a skinny, fast guy. Uh, Which so, is kind of what Puka is in a uh, way, right? Yeah, well, he's a skinny. Tutu Atwell is a skinny, fast guy who's not like five foot nine and 165 oh, okay, pounds. Okay, okay. Okay. Puka, I think if he can get his route running down, I think this, I think he could get some playing time because really there's not a lot of great receivers on the Rams right now. So I'd probably say that uh, the guy who's probably, I think, in the best, uh, the best team and the best uh, fit right now is probably Puka Nakua. And I'm, I, it's funny because I really wanted the Rams to draft Jaron Hall because I know what their quarterback situation is like. Right. And then they went out and decided instead to go draft another quarterback who just so happened to win a national championship in Stetson Bennett. Why so, would, yeah, why would they want Stetson Bennett? Come yeah, on, well, Rams. <laughs> well, I guess for me, I'm like, well, that's great. Stetson Bennett's like five foot eleven, and he's a winner. But I, I just wonder how if he's actually going to end up being an NFL quarterback. So I kind of wanted him to go to 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 go to the Rams, but I think he's ending up in a good situation with the Vikings because I think he might actually uh, be able to prove himself there. I, I don't know. Maybe he becomes a starter. Maybe he just becomes a career backup. But at least there's a a, a place there where he could possibly become a starter because their quarterback is 35 years old. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, the number one guy with Nick Mullins as the backup. I think Jaron could compete for the number two spot if he can stay healthy and show out in camp. The Vikings have some phenomenal receivers in Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and first-round pick Jordan Addison from USC. So he's going into a great situation as far as weapons are around him that that are going to make him better. Puka, he just has so much raw, gritty talent that can be used in a number of ways. If L.A. decides to get creative with them like BYU did, and I know the NFL is a whole different level than college football, so he's probably not going to be able to do exactly what he did at BYU, but I just think he – I just think uh, sky's the limit for Puka Nakua. And then Blake Freeland, I don't know much about the O-line for the Colts, but I know those guys get worn down and injured a lot, and Blake is young and extremely athletic, and with a little coaching, we'll just keep getting – better and better. So I'm just super excited for all these guys and uh, love that BYU is getting more and more draft picks. All right, coming up, men's hoops hit the transfer portal hard, including a pickup of the Egyptian transfer center from UC Charlotte, Ali Khalifa. He joins us next on Cougar Tailgate. Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean alongside Cleon Wall. BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope picked up an important piece to his Big 12 puzzle in the transfer portal recently. He's UNC Charlotte transfer, six foot eleven center, hailing from Alexandria, Egypt. Ali Khalifa, and he joins us now. Thanks for coming on the show, Ali. Yeah, thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you here at BYU. You really are just going to be a great piece uh, for the BYU basketball team. You committed to BYU a couple of weeks ago. Why did you choose BYU over all your other offers? Um, I feel like the fit is really important. So the fit, uh, the fit that um, the fits me as well, the fits the team, and um, obviously the coaching staff, Coach Pope. Like I said before, 
He was doing it different. He was texting me, calling me, FaceTiming me every day. Okay, so let's talk about the fit. How how do you fit into this BYU basketball team? I feel like BYU haven't had a, a true center this past year. Obviously, Fuss is he was their starting center and he was six six. And um I feel <laughs> like they just knew, like push Fuss to the floor or something. And I feel like Coach Pope is a big man as well. He knows how skilled I am, he knows how to make me fit into the team, and that was really important that I'm getting touches in the high post and the low post, as well as some pick and pops because I can shoot the three. I feel like that's that's gonna be it. What excites you about coming to Provo and the prospect of being part of the Big Twelve? It's um it's really exciting. Obviously, the Big Twelve. Um I just saw something on Twitter right before I joined it's the best conference in the US right now. So obviously it's really, really exciting. Plus the the fans in Provo. Um, like I said it before, it's crazy. Like once I committed the amount of people that texted me, that showed me love and it's really exciting. I wanna I wanna play in um Obviously, in front of a lot of fans every every game, and uh, obviously, it's well known for the passionate fans. So it's really exciting. Was there anything, or or did you know anything about BYU or Provo or anything like that before you actually decided, hey, maybe I'll I'll, I'll check BYU out? Um, I mean, I knew they're in Utah, and um, I knew they're. I had a couple of friends play at St. Mary's last year, so I knew they're in the same conference as them and Gonzaga. Um, I didn't know they moved into Big 12, uh, which is really exciting. And, yeah, I didn't know much. I knew they they had a lot of fans come every game. That's, that's all I know. And my, one of my best friends played there against them two years ago, and he said it's the loudest arena he ever been. And it's, um, that's all, all, basically all I knew. And then in the visit, I really – it was really beautiful. I didn't I didn't know the mountains are really close to it. So it was, it was really, <laughs> really fun, yeah. A lot of people feel a little claustrophobic with those mountains, but I'm glad you like them. <laughs> and I'm glad yeah. you've realized it's a very passionate fan base and they they definitely will have your back. How has it yeah. been with the new teammates so far? You mentioned that you you really enjoy Mark Pope, but how has it been with the other coaches and the new teammates? I mean, I mean, Coach Nick, obviously, um, he was uh, the head, that coach that first recruited me. So I'm really close with all of them. Um, that in my recruitment process, Dylan, Dylan Hall and Fuss, they were reaching out and they were texting and calling me. So I really like that. All all the team, whenever I committed, they texted me and and they showed me love, like Jackson, Don Hall and Fuss and Noah and everybody just showed me a message and they tell me congrats and we excited to work. So it's um it's great to be a part of uh, this new family. And like I said, like last week, Coach Pope flew to Charlotte to, to, to meet my friends and meet me. Coach Nick tomorrow, I'm going to see him tomorrow morning, actually, he's flying to Charlotte. So it's, it's really, it's really cool. You mentioned you have a girlfriend and what was her reaction and your friends and family's reaction when you told them you were coming to Provo, Utah to play basketball? I mean, um, my, my, my family knew before my girlfriend, like my sister, uh, I'm very close with her. She, she, she thought it was the right place to do so because Coach Provo, she was on the Zoom with us before I committed and she was, she was, she was trying to come to the visit, but her, she didn't get her visa on time. Um, mm. she 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 knew she really saw the connection between me and Coach Pope, but my girlfriend was really surprised. Um, I mean she's from North Carolina, she she doesn't know much about Utah, but she <laughs> that's that's mainly why. But obviously it's uh obviously it's, it's not it's not sad obviously because I've been here for three years, but um obviously they're very excited for the Big Twelve and to play at BYU.
since you've committed to BYU, fans have probably been scouring the internet to see what kind of a a game you bring or that you will bring to the Cougars. But I want you to explain to fans what you're going to do or what your plans are to do to try and help this BYU basketball team in their first year in the Big 12. I mean, um, obviously, I um, it's um, like I said before, it's we didn't have a, a true big the past couple of years, and I can provide my passing ability, my like I'm a great teammate, and my passing ability, just getting my teammates involved, and and for a big man that can shoot as well, it's just like that's gonna be huge, especially in the Big Twelve with the that a lot of athletic bigs to be able to pull them off the paint to be able to guard me. Basically, our guys will have layups. So I'm really excited. I'm gonna show like obviously I'm a great teammate and I'm I'm a great guy. I hope so. And uh, obviously, I'm really just really excited. Uh, because of your passing, I think that's why all those uh, BYU Cougars were texting you. Because they're just yeah. like, hey, if you're going to pass me the ball, I'll show you a lot of love, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think that's such a unique skill at a guy who's 6'11". And you you grew up in Egypt. How did you first get involved with basketball? Um, my, my older sister started playing when I was 7, I believe. Or yeah, when I was seven, she she started playing, and I didn't really play basketball till I grew up a little bit. I was nine, nine, yeah, nine and a half. And basically, she told me to come try. And ever since then, I just I took it as a hobby at the start, and then once it got serious, I was like, oh, I'm really good at that. I can make it like basically a job. And here we are now. Were there other sports that you really liked, and did you gravitate towards them, or did was like basketball? The number one sport you gravitated towards. I mean, I, I love soccer till today. That's my one of my favorite top two like, sports. Um, I tried playing soccer, but I was so tall, like you know, and um, <laughs> wasn't good at it. Like if I was better at soccer, I would have probably played soccer. But um, obviously, growing up in Egypt, the soccer is number one sport. So. I was really into soccer until I played basketball and I just fell in love with basketball. But for any other sport, I'll say soccer. I don't know if I've ever known a 6'11 soccer player. Is there one? Do you know of one? Uh, I don't think. Maybe a goalkeeper or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a goalie or something. So, obviously, the NBA is huge here in the United States of America. What, who was the basketball player that you grew up just watching and looking up to? Um, growing up, I was looking up to Dirk Nowitzki. A lot because mm-hmm. his shooting ability and actually met him once in uh, in Africa. But after after I went to college, um, or maybe my high school, like my senior year in high school, I started looking up more towards Nikola Jokic. So the, I think that was the two players that I look up to. Well, what was it like meeting Dirk that one time? What was, was the conversation great. like? It was great. It was a. I mean, I didn't know English that well. It was 2017. I didn't learn English, but it was just cool just to be able to handshake him and just stand with him. And he's talking about basketball. And you're like, that was his last year in in the NBA too. So it was it so was really cool. It was really cool, yeah. And you mentioned Jokic, and you've actually been compared to him. Just kind of your type of play. You're you're a great passer. You can shoot the three. When did you start developing an all around game like you have? I feel uh, in high school in Australia, the Mingawa Academy, we had our we had a really great group of guys. We had Josh Giddy and Dyson Daniels, 
and we had we had a lot of great players. So I feel like practice against them and with them every day really developed my passing ability and shooting ability as well. A lot of development work we did in Australia and obviously here in Charlotte as well. My redshirt year and uh, the two years I played for Charlotte, uh, the coaching staff really, really developed me uh, in these situations, to, uh, like passing the ball and shooting the ball. I feel like, yeah. Ali, you uh, you keep dropping names here. I mean, you dropped Dirk Nowitzki. You just said <laughs> Josh Giddy, who's also <laughs> playing in, in the NBA. You've also played uh, with Egypt's national basketball program. What's that been mm. like? What's it been like playing uh, international basketball for your country? It's been great. I mean, I played the under-16s, under-17s back 2017, but that was my first time actually playing with uh, the senior men's national team. But it's, it was it was like a dream comes truth to be called just to be in a camp even it was it was like these players I was playing with I looked up with growing up they looked up mm-hmm. like for like they were my idols growing up and now it was like one of them was my roommate so it's kind of it was like crazy <laughs> but it's I learned a lot from coach Roy and the players as well they were their vets they they 20 25 and above and our two one of our I mean, our two best players on the team are bigs, basically. And I really learned from them just going at them every practice and they going at me and just got me a lot better and prepared for the season. Man, that's so awesome. And for those people that don't know, you're you're a devout Muslim. Atiki Ali Atiki and Fusini Traore are also Muslim on the team. How important was it for you having those guys here with you at BYU? Did that have any pull into you coming to Provo? I mean, yeah, it, it kind of did, just knowing that um, – there's a, a lot of uh, like a big Muslim population in BYU. Not even I never played outside of Egypt. I never played with Muslims on the same team hmm. um, since I left home when I was 15. So it was, it's, it's it's I mean it's there gonna be some type of connection to be able to do stuff together, pray together, and yeah, like I, I for for fun fact, I played Fusa back in Egypt uh, in 2017. Nobody knew that, but I knew Fusa for a while. <laughs> Um, wow. but, but, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, just great to, it's kind of like cool to have somebody that the same religion as you and the same team to you guys to be able to talk about the differences between the, both countries and Islam in both countries and stuff like that. It's really cool. I heard that coach Pope actually fasted with you. What, what, what did that mean to you when he did that? It meant a lot. It meant like he respected the religion. Obviously he asked me first if it's disrespectful to fast with me. And right. I said, it's up to you if you can do it. <laughs> Um, but it was, um, it was great just to see that he's very interested in the religion and he's just, he's really interested in everything I do or everything anybody, anybody on the team does. And Ali, thank you so much for taking the time with us. We're super excited to, to see what you can do come basketball season. And it was so good to meet you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. Nice to meet you guys. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Ali Khalifa for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.